thinking outside the box and the box it came in the blind leading the nearsighted four out of five doctors recommend not listening this is cash withdrawal and four out of five doctors recommend welcome back to cash withdrawal quarantine edition day 21 notes from the underground how's everyone doing out there hope you're hanging in there holding up as well as can be expected during this difficult time I, uh, I have a lot to talk to you about today. I'm going to talk to you about my will. I'm going to talk about men crying. I'm going to talk about having too many options. We might talk about trying to avoid the things that you don't like. But first, I want to talk to you about my bicycle. And there's a point to it. You just might have to wait for it for a second. I uh, bought my bicycle 20 plus years ago, and I was so excited I bought it, I was about to do this sort of charity ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles, and uh, I only had one day to buy it, went to the bike shop, didn't have a lot of time on my hands, saw it, liked it, loved it really, went for it, and uh, I trained on it uh, before that ride, and then uh, I rode my bicycle to Los Angeles, uh, not all in one day, uh, that would be a truly Herculean feat to do such a thing. Uh, no, it was, um, I did it over the course of uh, five or six days. Big group of people did it. And uh, it was a really memorable experience. It's a mountain bike. It's a Univega. Um, and uh, I wanted a bike I could mountain bike on and uh, go on the street with. And uh, it does both. But over the years, the bike has, uh, it's deteriorated a, li- a little bit. Um, you know, the uh, the gears kind of, they kind of do whatever they want. Uh, like you could put it in one gear and then go up a hill and the, you know, and it just kind of decides to go to a different gear. It's kind of stunning sometimes. The uh, the grips, they've uh, gone all the way down to the, to the, to the, to the bare bones though, there against your skin. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty dated. The brakes make, uh, the brakes make like a really terrible sound every time you're stopping. And sometimes it doesn't fully stop anymore. Um, you have to almost jump off the bike before it hits something. Um, so the bike has seen better days, but, uh, I keep trying to keep it in the best possible shape that I can. And, um, of course, I've been riding a lot more lately with what's going on. And I've had a lot of great memories on this bike. And, you know, I know there's a lot of bike shops out there. And I could probably get a really great bike that's much newer and younger. But uh, this one I've got all this history with. And at some point... The pleasure it gives me to have had something that long overrides the happiness it would give me to find something better. And I think that explains a good marriage. I mean, you know, you've got people out there looking for some new improved version of what they've had all these years, but the history that you have with your spouse completely overrides any pleasure you'd have in finding someone that might be better suited for you now. Now, I know everyone's in different situations. 
So I'm not trying to preach about other people's relationships. I'm saying that it's easy to always think you should be trying to improve everything. And uh, you don't really need to. I mean, the love that I have for my wife uh, has never changed. But it's a real comfort to know that even if there was somebody out there, and I don't believe that's possible based on all the experience I've had in my life, even if there was somebody out there who had different qualities, which would uh, maybe be even equal to what I have now, um, that would never make up for the memories and history that we've been able to create together. And I just think it's interesting because if, if, if you think about it, a bicycle is an inanimate object. I mean, it's, if you have that kind of loyalty to an inanimate object, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of saying something in terms of how much history means to us as a species. My car is, uh, and again, I don't, I'm not comparing my wife, by the way, to cars or bicycles. I'm just giving you some different uh, sort of, we've got a little time together now uh, here in the underground. I come down to my cave and just talk to you as best I can. But my car, my car is like, my car is really old. I've had it for like 13 years. There are so many better cars now. Um you know they've got all they've got lane detection and they've got backup cameras and all different kinds of stuff my car doesn't even start right now it's just sitting in the garage um i have to jump start it to get it going right now uh but i have so many memories it, it's all it's got a bunch of dents in it uh my father-in-law keeps crashing it and denying that he did it it's like, dude, there's a new dent in the car. Where do you think it came from? You're the only one that's drove it the last week. Like, I'll leave town. I'll come back and he'll have crashed my car again. He'll be like, oh, I didn't do it. I'll be like, do you always park in the same parking lot where people smash into you? Is that possible for the 16th time? But I still love my car just because I have so many great memories with it. You know, I go back and I think about, you know, how I felt after some great career moment and was driving in that car with the top down, singing at the top of my lungs. And those memories are worth more than getting a new car with all the new gadgets and all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. I mean, we get sentimental about stuff. Maybe I go too far with it. I've talked about it with with TJ. Maybe maybe that's where hoarding starts. I mean, I've got t-shirts I won't throw away because Something good happened in that T-shirt, and it makes me feel good to put it on. That's why I've got T-shirts that are so holy uh, that people think, uh, you know, I shouldn't be wearing them in public. Uh, (laughs) We've talked about that. I have sentimental pants and socks. Sentimental socks. We have an episode, Cashing with T.J. Miller. Sentimental socks. So apparently that goes pretty far. I'm not saying that this theory or this way of living is for everybody. Uh, It gives you some pleasure to have a nice new bicycle or car. So if if that works for you, great. And I also think you have to love what you have in the first place. So that's a factor too. I mean, uh, when I met my wife, I was really like, this is it. There was real, 
not a lot of doubt in my mind that you know this is something that was going to be like really really impossible to find in the future and uh so that you know that is huge element in this whole you know conversation but uh Comparing bicycles and inanimate objects to marriages is uh, is taking it a little far, I'll admit. But I love the idea that uh, that that does explain some marriages and why they go so well. I think there's probably set marriages that have done quite well for that reason because of the history. And I wish I had... I love the song, I wish I met you and I was knew you when I was young. It was kind of a hit last summer. Uh, and that's the reason I love it, because I wish I had met my wife way earlier. You know, just we'd even have even more memories than we do now. Um, so anyway, telling you about my bicycle. And uh, I've been getting a little more sentimental about things lately. I think it's something to do with maybe the world feeling like it's going to end. Uh, that'll change the way you uh, feel about things. I uh, actually started to to do my will the other day. This is a crazy exercise. I don't know if it's an exercise right now for all of us, but with everything that's going on in the world, it doesn't feel like it. But it was an interesting thing, and I, I didn't realize how how good it would make me feel about the, the life I've lived. I, it just made me think of all the amazing people I've met and how much how many people I've loved over the years. Um, I'm definitely not a saint. It also took me to some places where I was like, I would never give anything to that fucking guy. I mean, is there? Do people put spiteful things in their will? Uh, I'm wondering about that because I definitely considered it. I'm like, you know what? I'll send that guy a picture of just a brick wall. Just let him wonder what that means for the rest of his life. Stuff like that. I wonder if people do spiteful things in their will. Uh, but I think it's a good exercise if you want to kind of look back and be like, you know what? A lot of really awesome, awesome people uh, have come across um, paths with me in my lifetime. And uh, it felt really good to do. I would suggest doing it. Such a weird era to contemplate what's going on. We've all hit sort of a pause button on our lives. And... uh, it's really, uh, it's interesting. It's in- interesting what that does to you. Um, it almost made me tear up. Of course, I don't cry. Of course, that's that's what I tell my kids. I've told my kids I never cry. Um, I uh, <laughs> I think they know I'm being like facetious, but I do kind of want them to think I've never cried. They're like, you never cried even when you were a baby? I'm like, no, I never, never did that. Never cried when I was a baby. And I'm doing it for a few reasons. Um, the main reason is, and this might sound really, I don't know, too macho for some people in this era, I really don't want kids that cry a lot. I'm sorry. I got two guys. I don't want them crying when they like skin their knee or if they break something. I've told them, I'm like, I, I, I don't really love the crying when physical things happen. Um, we can. I, I, I honestly don't think, maybe, after, maybe when I was a baby I did, but I honestly don't think I've cried when something physical happens when I break something. Um, emotional things, of course. But, um, you know, I mean, that's happened to all of us. But 
the physical things, you kind of just don't want a kid that cries too easily, um, too old, that kind of thing. You'd like that to not happen. But there's another reason, and this is going to make me sound even worse. I don't think men look so great when they cry. And I'm not talking from a vanity standpoint. I don't care how I look, vanity. I just, it's kind of not a great, it's kind of gross watching a man cry. I'm sorry. There's something so, I hate to say it, there's something very beautiful about a woman crying. Generally, if she's happy, that's the best way. I'm not proposing, we, you know, it's good to make a woman cry. I'm saying that like, you see a woman crying for happiness or something touches her while she's watching a movie. Women have such like soft skin and the tears rolling down. There's something quite beautiful about it. There's nothing beautiful about watching a man cry. And the way they do it in the movies sometimes where they're like, I don't know, maybe they'll put some eye drops in a guy's eye uh, and you know the tears will be rolling down and they make it look like it's... That's not how it looks in real life. Guys scrunch up their faces and it looks like they're having a bowel movement and they just look really gross. I'm sorry. It's not a good look. And uh, generally, you don't want to cry in front of somebody too early in a relationship if you're a guy. Uh, It's going to haunt that woman's dreams. And uh, I'm just trying to protect my two guys, my two boys. So that's how I feel about that. I... uh, I've uh, I have been bicycling a lot more because, like I said, you know, I kind of think people are like rivers, and you know, uh, you turn one, you know, you you, you divert the river, and uh, it just goes in a different direction, but the water still flows, and I'm hoping that's what happiness is because uh, I can't swim anywhere, and, and there's no, I'm not allowed to swim, and that's my that was my activity before this. The pools aren't open, the ocean is closed. Who would have thought that? would possibly be something that could happen. This whole era is like, who could think that would ever happen? Watching people walk around in face masks, who whoever thought that was possible, that anybody would be doing that two months ago? It's madness. It really is. Um, and seeing people in face masks really freaks me out, too. It really, like, I don't know, it reminds you of how serious this whole thing is and how just terribly scary it is that people are doing that uh, and I don't blame anyone that is but uh, it really freaks me out every time I see it still it's like oh my god we're living in a really scary era right now um, but I can't swim so I bicycle and I am loving bicycling I gotta tell you I you forget how great bicycling is until you've done it for a while it's one of the great inventions in the history of civilization you've got that and the Walkman really the Walkman you know I mean, most of you probably don't remember it when it came out. To be able to walk around with your music, it was nuts. You could Before that, you could only hear it with a turntable or maybe in the car, but you couldn't walk around with it. It became the soundtrack to everybody's life, whatever they're listening to at the time. It was the most awesome invention. And that's just the thing. If you combine, you combine bicycling and you combine that with the Walkman, that... That's like the Reese's peanut butter cups of inventions. That's peanut butter and chocolate right there. Those two inventions. That was fucking awesome doing those two things together. And, you know, rollerblading and listening to music, whatever it is. Something with wheels, with music. Wheels and music. Music wheels. And um, it's awesome. So I've been doing a lot of bicycling. I do like the lack of options. I got to tell you. I've told you 
before, I, I read something called The Paradox of Choice. Um, I think that's what it was called. And um, it really changed my life. They really have done studies. And if you give someone one or two choices, they're happy. But if you give someone 10 or more, eight or more choices, they freeze up. You can't make decisions when there's that many choices. And there's so few things we can be doing right now. It's narrowed down for all of us to a point where we are, we are finding, we're that river just finding a spot where we can keep flowing. And we're finding stuff that we didn't have before. And for me, I hadn't been bicycling in many years, partially because my bike sucks at this point. Uh, you know, I probably should at least get it fixed because that chain is really pissing me off. I get back from these rides and my hands are just completely black. Looks like I went down into a, uh, you know, into a coal mine or something. In any event, been doing some bicycling. That's making things a little bit better for me. Uh, I've been curious what you guys are up to. Finish the Dutch House. Uh, we're going to be doing the book reading book club on Tuesday. I'll give you some details about that on uh, the uh, uh, the Facebook page, the Cashing In with T.J. Miller Facebook page. And by the way, we have more episodes coming out. It was very exciting to uh, to do an episode with T.J. Uh, over the seas from uh, Los Angeles to New York City. We went over the opposite direction with our sea, our seas. Our connection went uh, opposite way, went across the Pacific and the Atlantic. But um, that was awesome. It's great to be get, getting back together with him again. And uh, we've got more of those episodes coming up. But um, tell two friends about us. Maybe this will grow, uh, hopefully in a more benign manner than the virus. But uh, tell a few people about... Uh, the show Cashing with T.J. Miller, and if you're having withdrawal symptoms, uh, tell them about cash withdrawal, because uh, this has been very therapeutic for me to be talking to you like this uh, two or three times a week. I uh, hope it's cheering you up a little bit. Uh, it really means a lot to me to uh, have anybody in the sixth and the fourth listening to these crazy meanderings. And uh, hope you have a nice weekend. Stay safe out there. Keep your social distance. Let's get through this and out the other side, and hopefully someday uh, we'll be able to have some memories of this thing that, you know, something positive came out of it. And uh, thanks for listening. Do shy, shy, do shy, shy. Caca, caca.